Hi, friends. I want to take a sec to talk to you about Greenlight, the folks sponsoring this ad. This is especially important for you parents out there, because as your kids get older, some things about parenting are going to get easier, like, you know, maybe not having to dress your kid every morning, but other things do not, like having that conversation about money. Because the fact is that kids won't ever really know how to manage their money until they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. So Greenlight is a debit card and a money app that's made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on kids' spending and saving while the kids and the teens, they're going to build up confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. I have Greenlight debit cards for both of my kids, and I can't tell you what a difference I see in their relationship to money. So with the Greenlight app, the kids learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely, and they have games in the app to teach money skills in a fun and accessible way. The Greenlight app also includes a chores feature. I am a big fan where you can set up one-time or recurring chores that customize to your family's needs and reward kids with an allowance for a job well done. And I got to tell you this, in my family, no chores, no money. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families can navigate this whole thing together. So sign up for Greenlight today and you're going to get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash radio headspace. That's greenlight.com slash radio headspace to try Greenlight for free. I mean, this is such a good deal. I got to say it one more time. Greenlight.com slash radio headspace. Get it, folks. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But... Did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. (coughs) Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle-tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. Headspace Hi, it's Andy here, and welcome to Radio Headspace and to Thursday Morning. So a few days back, we were having a chat amongst the team about the most sort of interesting place we've ever meditated. It might be a particular country, it might be a particular environment, 
But if you have a regular meditation practice, you'll probably have a spot that you remember, a particular time, a particular image just before you close your eyes or just after you open your eyes. And look, it doesn't matter. The truth is we can meditate anywhere, whether we open our eyes and we're looking at a blank wall in front of us or whether we open our eyes and we look at an incredible landscape spread out in front of us. They're both equally as valuable, and yet one is likely to be more memorable than the other. I loved hearing the stories from people, these different places that they'd been to. And I was even showing them, I had a picture of my son actually sitting meditating in the tree one day. But as I was thinking back, they were asking me sort of, you know, I've been to a lot of different places and been meditating for a little while. So where do you remember meditating? And funnily enough, it wasn't a formal meditation that sprung to mind. But it was a time where I had no choice, actually, but to focus on my breath, close my eyes and find a place of calm, if for no other reason than fear for losing my life. As some of you know, kind of, I spent a little bit of time in Russia, and towards the end of my time in Russia, I had come to the end of my time as a monk, but I had a number of months left in Russia. And a friend of mine very kindly organized for me to go to far eastern Russia, to a place called Kamchatka. Um, if you were around when Trivial Pursuit was a thing back in the 1980s, you might remember Kamchatka. It came up, it's part of the Pacific Rim of Fire, it's over sort of by northern Japan, kind of curls around, it's a volcanic peninsula. You fly from Moscow and I think it took about 10 hours, you're still in Russia. You fly for 10 hours but you're still in the same country. It's an extraordinary place and a place that if you can ever get to, I would thoroughly recommend. I remember flying into Kamchatka and looking down on these volcanoes covered in snow and thinking it was just the most magical landscape that I had ever seen. Anyway, we were doing some snowboarding there. And snowboarding, I hadn't done a lot of snowboarding, I hadn't done any snowboarding for over 10 years at that point. And I probably should have taken a bit, bit more time to ease my way back into snowboarding before going sort of from a helicopter in Kamchatka. Anyway, I found myself in this situation, very fortunate situation. And... I found myself going down a particular volcano with a group. And there was an instructor or a guide at the front and a guide at the back. And probably about, I don't know, 10, 12 of us in the middle. And as we got about two-thirds down the mountain, the instructor behind, the guide behind, went on ahead. They're really there at the top to make sure that there's no risk of avalanches and to help you kind of out if you get into a, a tricky situation. But as the volcano sort of flattens out a little bit, the assumption is that everyone's okay. Now, if you don't know much about Kamchatka, you probably don't. It's the most insane place. The snow is so deep. I remember when we first landed in the place where we were staying. All I could see were these little sort of black and white boards poking out the top of the snow and these little orange rings. And I asked the guy what it is and he said, that's the top of the basketball net. He said, you're standing on top of a basketball court. The snow was that deep. Because of these geothermal vents that happen, it's a volcanic area, they create these sort of circles in the snow. So you can very easily find sort of a 10 meter deep hole going all the way down to these underground vents and rivers that flow down to the Pacific Ocean. They create a huge amount of heat. So essentially you have these hot underwater rivers. So anyway, on this day we were coming down the volcano, the guide went past me and I was just enjoying Kind of, I wasn't really sort of looking too closely. It looked very clear and flat in front of me. There was really nothing to see. We were going fairly fast 
And then at the last moment, before I had the opportunity to do anything, I realized I was going off the edge of one of these holes. Now the hole was big enough, there was no way that I was gonna clear it. And in my panic, in my mind, I just, I struggled in the air. I guess as you would, right? I knew I was going down, but I just thrashed around in the air. And in thrashing around, I was going fast enough that the back of my board stuck into the opposite side of the wall of the hole. Probably about three feet down. Too far down to even be able to reach the edge of the hole with my arms. And I found myself in that moment. So with my back to the snow, the back of the snowball wedged into the hole. All I could see as I looked up was the sky. I couldn't see any of the surrounding countryside at all. Everyone else had skied, had snowballed ahead of me. This is not a place where you want to get lost. No one's really kind of going to find you. And as I looked down, all I could see was this steaming river flowing down under the ground, under the snow, down to the Pacific Ocean. And I have to say, you know, still now to this day, as I think about it, it brings goosebumps all over my body. My assumption at that time was that eventually the side of the the hole would give way and I would fall into the river and well there was probably only one way to to go from there and as I stood there standing on the board you know kind of looking directly ahead of me to the other side I felt such a surge of panic I had no choice but to engage what I'd learned in that moment to let go of the panic to let go of the fear and actually just focus on my breath and the extraordinary thing was of course it was in the countryside but even in that moment of panic the breath offered a place of comfort a place of familiarity it was so quiet I could hear my heartbeat in that moment and as I think back that is still to this day one of the most extraordinary places that I've ever found to meditate one of the most extraordinary places that I can remember an experience of meditation that even in amongst the fear, the anxiety of that moment, there was a quietness and a solitude that I perhaps hadn't experienced before. Now look, thankfully, well, obviously I'm still here, I'm still chatting. I didn't fall into the river. They all got to the helicopter and they realised that there was someone missing. And they all came back up the hill with ropes and carabiners and everything else and they eventually managed to kind of get me out of the, out of the hole. But there was a moment there where I really didn't know And I feel like there's something in that not knowing that's really valuable in our meditation. It kind of cuts through, it slices through even the most challenging of mind states and creates an opportunity for us to be truly present, even if it is way outside of our comfort zone in whatever situation we find ourselves in life. Thanks for coming on that little journey to Kamchatka with me today. Thanks for listening today. I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. Hi everyone, Kaysunga here. If you're here, I assume that you like Radio Headspace. And if you like Radio Headspace, you will love Dear Headspace. Dear Headspace is our weekly talk show featuring every teacher on the show and our wonderful host, Robin. We talk about life. There is a level of almost addiction here where you're addicted to just information. It's like information overload. Relationships. 
before you can spread love and kindness to others, you have to first cultivate it within yourself. Yeah. And anything else you can think to ask us. The first step with any change that you want to make is that acceptance and that awareness. You can find it on the Headspace app or wherever you listen to podcasts.